Hello, this is your host, Moses Harris, and welcome back to Patiently Waiting for Nothing to Happen. It seems like we've traveled back in time about 28 years. Last time riots of this magnitude affected the nation were in 1992, when Rodney King, an African-American taxi driver, was put in a situation not unlike that of George Floyd's. In that situation, no one was murdered. But that event led to what you could say was a precursor to what we are seeing today. I'll get into this topic a little bit more when we get to our main segments of this show. I know we've been getting hounded by the media and social media about these events, and honestly, I'm getting tired of it too. But it's important to talk about. All in all, this country will get through this traumatic time and eventually come to understand what exactly is wrong with what has been happening these past few centuries. Yes, centuries. Before I continue the rest of my show, we'll take a quick break after the introduction. Featuring the song, I'm Closing My Eyes. Featuring Shiloh by Patsu. Welcome back to Patiently Waiting for Nothing to Happen with your host, Moses Harris. And the topic of today is a topic that has been pounded on us for the past two weeks. An issue that we all hoped had gone away, but has persistently kept coming up coming up because the few people that just don't listen and do not understand what their actions really mean in the long run. I would like to talk about the state of our nation. A little over two weeks ago, we were hit by another questionable call by humanity when another African-American man was killed in a public street in Minnesota, Minneapolis. George Floyd was 46 years old when he was held down by police for almost nine minutes. He said he couldn't breathe, but they did not listen. They held him down for nine minutes by his neck, on his back, and his legs. One man was restrained by four officers. I like to say again, George Floyd was 46 years old. And he was held down by four officers for apparently resisting arrest. He was one man. That could have been any black man that day. That could have been my uncle, who recently turned 46. That could have been my father. That could have been my brother. That could have been my sister. Could have been my mother. Could have been any black 
man, woman, child that you know. George Floyd, I can't even say he was in the wrong place at the wrong time that day. He was unjustly murdered by four officers that knew no better. And society needs to change because of that. In my introduction, I mentioned Rodney King. After his specific incident, there were riots in LA that lasted a full five days and saw that almost 12,000 people were arrested, 50 people killed, and 2,000 injured. The difference between the two, Rodney King and George Floyd, is that Rodney King wasn't killed. He wasn't murdered. And the riots in LA happened a year later because the officers that were caught on camera beating Rodney King, senseless, were acquitted. They were... They were freed. This is what caused the riots in LA. Not the fact that the black man was being beat, but the fact that the black man who was beat by officers and caught on camera, that these officers were set free despite the overwhelming evidence that was put against them. Now, I'm not saying that this will happen again, which it certainly will not. I guarantee that. It caused riots a year later. And now we're seeing immediate action by people today. Because another innocent black man was killed in the streets by officers that were overwhelmed by the power they are given over another man. Specifically, a black man. This has happened so many times. It's it's no longer coincidence. It's no longer coincidence. It's no longer chance. It's premeditated, in my opinion. It's premeditated at this point. There's no way on earth that, statistically speaking... Not even statistically, just just visually. That every other day, another black man is killed by officers. And I feel like people are forgetting about Ahmaud Aubrey already. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous at this point. Let me say it again. What happened in LA? was horrible 12,000 people were arrested 50 people killed 2,000 injured let that sink in for a bit the protests and the riots we are seeing now have been going on for nearly two full weeks I'm not saying that we will see a similar number of people harmed but that we are now experiencing what's happened in LA 
1992 at a much larger scale. Now, I don't just want to talk about what has happened, but what we can do and why we are here (laughs) and why we are where we are as people in this country. As we all know, or should know, this country has a history of oppression, whether or not we want to accept it or avoid it, because it is there. I would like to break this down into three separate stages. Stage one, before this was even a country, there was a war for freedom, a freedom that asked to be released from an oppressing party. Stage two, once that country gained a once that country gained its freedom, it immediately turned around and oppressed people that looked different from them. Funny. Funny that the country that seeked freedom takes it away. Stage three. Once this country offered freedom to those that it oppressed immediately after it gained its own, formed a new way to make those they assumed to be lesser feel lesser. Isn't that crazy? That the very foundation of our nation has been built on oppression. Something we fight against. Something we vow that our country will not stand for. Our country is built on contradictions. We say one thing and do the other. This has happened countless numbers of times. It's too many to list. Too many contradictions, too many lies, too many times that we have been falsely led to believe that our freedom was won the right way. In a way, this has become a matter of nurture. How we perceive and raise the coming generations influences our cultures. So you ask, why we are still seeing racism if we are in a time post-antebellum? So post, in fact, it has been north of a century. Simply put, a decent amount of the oppressors have not changed. It starts in the household. Our parents are the number one source of our actions. When look at our parents and the way we act, you'll see similarities. You won't want to deny like any kid my age, but you can't avoid it. No matter how subtle the actions of our parents, we feed off of that. We are what we eat, and that applies to what we hear and see as well. Now, back to stage three. If you don't remember what stage three is, stage three is once this country offered freedom to the oppressed... They formed a new way to make those they assume to be lesser feel lesser. Stage three is the system. The system that works against the minority. Black Americans, which consist of 13.3% of the population, 
which is the fifth lowest recognized race in the U.S. Yet, for some, yet for some reason, that measly 13.3% accounts for 33% of those in prisons. Think about that. The amount of people in prison has a larger share than the amount of people that actually of that race actually exist in the country. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that something? Then we look at white Americans and see that they make up 76.5% of the country and share 30% of the cells in our prisons. White Americans are around 200 million to black Americans to black Americans who are just north of 43 million. Once again, white Americans are around 200 million to black Americans just north of 43 million. Now let's break this down some more. 13.3% is equal to around 43 million when it comes to the amount of black people in the United States. Okay? Then that means just over 14 million African American people are in jail. 14 million out of 43 million are in jail. Think about that. Millions out of only 43 compared to white America's 200 million plus. And we have less people here. It doesn't make sense. It's like you'd have to go looking for black people causing trouble. It's like walking into... It's like walking into a cave and trying to pick a flower that only grows in sunlight. We shouldn't be there. We shouldn't be there. We mathematically should not be there. You're looking for something. It's the only way it happens. Right? I'm not going to deny that some people have done things. Some people are disadvantaged and lead to mistakes they have made. I will not deny that. But what you cannot deny is the fact that it is alarming the amount of African Americans you find in jails compared to the amount that are in the United States. It's ridiculous. When it comes down... Sorry. When it comes to how many African Americans are killed by guns, whether it be cops or not, it's overwhelming. (sighs) To learn more about this, look at Guilford's Law Center to Prevent Gun Violence. Because at this point, I don't think I need to drama in the fact that more black people are being shot by cops than any other race. There's not much more to say. Let's just count our blessings as we try to stay safe during these trying times.
This is Moses Harris, and we'll be right back. That song was UC Remix Instrumental by The Notorious B.I.G. On a more personal note, as a young black man in America, the system has done things in an attempt to help us. I will admit that. An example of this is affirmative action, which is a set of policies that basically looks to help typically disadvantaged demographics such as blacks and Latinos. Now, a lot of people mistake this as making it easier for those in that race to get into college, which is false. If it did make it easier, you would more than likely see a larger number of African Americans in colleges. The number of undergraduates of black heritage in college is almost identical to its actual U.S. population, according to the Post-Secondary National Policy Institute. But if affirmative action did make it easier for us to get into college, then why is there a higher percentage of African Americans in jail? Typically, those who are college educated find jobs, and people with jobs typically do not find themselves in jail. Explain that. Now, I'm sure there are people that are going to still believe that it is easier for us to get into college, but I'm just as sure you can't ignore this either. I don't have time to go over the countless numbers of ways that African American men and women are still being held back by society, so I'll list some things that I'm sure you will look up. Redlining racial profiling, income gap, lack of funding in areas predominantly black. The list goes on and on. You will see African Americans slighted in almost every possible way. Either it's subconscious or it's not. It's built within our society. It's built within the system. A system, as mentioned before, that has been built off of oppression and contradicting itself countless number of times. It cannot be avoided. It's a part of U.S. history, and it's a part of our history, and we're seeing the results of that now. This will be my closing statement. The last thing I would like to say about this subject today is... It's not easy getting rid of 400 years and then another 153 to become fully desegregated. Yes, I'm talking about post-Brown versus Board of Education. Some schools in Texas until recently have been under a federal order for the district to educate its black students formally, specifically Longview High School in Longview, Texas. The fact that this has been the case for so long proves there's still so much we need to do. It's no longer a matter of policy and legislation, but how we conduct our homes and our schools. It all starts with the generations to come, how we are treated and how we treat each other, not as just some new bill, but serious change on a domestic level that reaches the minds of children that do not know what it means to be racially profiled, that do not know what it means to walk past an officer and feel nervous, who do not know what it's like to get pulled over by a cop because they think your tail lights out. We need to start showing more of the cause and less of the results. That's how we fix glaring American 
issue called racism. That is America's true pastime. And to anyone protesting, stay safe, and I hope your actions are truly genuine. Here's to a better tomorrow. This has been Moses Harris with Patiently Waiting for Nothing to Happen. For today's outro song, Stand Up for Something by Andre Day from the Marshall soundtrack.